0: five four three two one warning
1: you're about to experience an unpleasant truth america must choose to build a future or obsess about the past to be a nation of fear division and of darkness use your aggressive feeling embrace anger Chaos in truth, but in the shadow of lies. Let the hate flow through you. Together we can choose a different path. Join me. And together we can rule the galaxy. A nation of fear. Division and of darkness. Break me down with all of your hatred, and your journey towards the dark side will be complete. Embrace anger. Thrive on chaos. But in the shadow of lies. So this is how liberty dies.
2: With thunderous applause.
0: Live across the fruited plain and
1: from sea to shining sea.
0: Three hours of bold truth, excellence, and optimism for America.
1: The Wendy Bell Radio Program.
2: Welcome back. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio program. Remember to get the podcast. Two million downloads strong already. I mean, think about that. Two million people have gone onto their favorite listening platform and put in Wendy Bell Radio and downloaded our podcast onto their device. If you want to join us, we'd love to have you give us a five-star review, like, follow, share. Whatever you do, just keep coming back. Today's the day. The day Joe Biden realizes, holy crap, I'm getting my butt handed to me. In many ways, and the border is the big issue. It's amazing. It's so inauthentic. It is embarrassing. It is insulting. And, uh, and we know it. The people of Lahaina know that Joe Biden does not care about them, about their land, about their loved ones, about their children, about what really happened, about all of the questions they want to know They know he doesn't care. The folks in East Palestine, Ohio, they know. Took a year. You didn't care. You didn't say anything. You didn't connect. You don't have that connection, Joe Biden, because you're a figment. You're a figment. Auto workers know Joe Biden's not their guy. He can walk on a picket line for a minute. It doesn't mean anything. And when Fort Myers got pummeled by that hurricane, it wasn't Joe Biden who rebuilt the bridge, though he came and he took a victory lap for it. Same as they did for the baby formula that they had to bring in because, of course, things in America got a little squirrely under Joe Biden. This border thing is bigger, though, because every single day, we're going to see more stories of our people being murdered and raped and terrorized and abused by the people who've been let in by Joe Biden. So today's the day, I guess, he's going to the border. He's going to go to Brownsville, Texas. It's not a hotbed. Donald Trump is going over to Eagle Pass, I do believe, which is. And even the Associated Press calls out the distinction between the two men's destinations. Texas border cities offer Biden and Trump different backdrops for dueling visits. Donald Trump last week said he was going to go to Eagle Pass. And then to respond to that, Joe Biden decided to go as well. That's not leadership. That's reacting. It's reacting to getting your butt kicked. And they know what's coming up. So here's a part of this story. We got a little bit of sound from the union chief, the guy who's in charge of the Border Patrol. It's sort of like talking to Sean Fain to be the mouthpiece of the auto workers. Well, if you don't represent the values of the men and women on the line, why would I want your opinion? I want to hear what they say. I, I want to hear it from their mouths. What do they think? Well, you're going to get that Here you the Border Patrol Union, the chief. And it is a candor that you don't normally get in highly political topics. Presidential visits to the border are usually short on substance, long on political theater and symbolism, says the Associated Press, starting with the choice of location. Joe Biden and his Republican rival Donald Trump are making dueling appearances today at the border. Biden's choice of Brownsville, Trump's pick of Eagle Pass, will provide sharply different backdrops. Trump, who frequently visited the border as president, is again making immigration a signature campaign issue as he seeks to return to the White House in November. He opposed a Biden-backed border security deal crafted by Senate negotiators amid an unprecedented surge in migration and that legislation failed. The Democratic president, making his second visit to the border since taking office in 2021, says he may act on immigration without Congress. All right. So let's look at by the numbers where these guys are going. Rio Grande Valley, which includes Brownsville. Gives Biden a platform, will illegal crossings, the crossings have dropped sharply. It was the busiest corridor for illegal crossings on the U.S. border with Mexico for nine years until Del Rio, which includes Eagle Pass, overtook it last year, 2022 budget year. Del Rio was the busiest of the Border Patrol's nine sectors last year as well. Tucson, Arizona began taking the top spot last summer. Arrests for illegal crossings topped two million For the first time in each of the government's last two budget years, more than double Trump's peak year of just under one million in 19. But Rio Grande Valley has turned into an exception during recent months as traffic has shifted to Arizona and California. So they're going to different spots. Needless to say, the head of the Border Patrol Union, and this is a gentleman who's about to speak. His name is Brandon Judd, and he is saying Basically what you know he's going to say. We didn't have this problem before January of 2021. Audio soundbite number one.
1: Yeah, everything changed under under President Biden. The way we patrol the border, our operations have changed. The way we vet people has changed. The way we process people through the system has changed. Everything that we do has changed under this administration, and and it's not about enforcement. It's about getting people into this country as quickly as they possibly can. And so we've become extremely efficient at doing that, and we're all sick of it because we know that if this administration would do what is necessary, we wouldn't have the deaths that we have in this country. not just Lake and Riley. Look at all of the fentanyl poisonings that we're, we're seeing in the United States. We could stop that if we had the proper policy. He won't give it to us because his open border base won't let him.
2: And beyond that, the Border Patrol Union head, Brandon Judd, says, and don't think that the rank and file who are out here acting as their glorified travel agents, moving these people hither and yon. Costing the American taxpayer billions of dollars every year. Don't think that we're not keenly aware of the reason why Joe Biden chose a tepid, at least more so vis-a-vis Eagle Pass, environment in which to visit. Audio by 2.
1: No, and especially for the Border Patrol agents. They are extremely upset. We're all upset that he is going to Brownsville rather than going to an area where he would be able to evaluate exactly what's going on and and to come up with ideas and policies to actually secure the border. Rather, he's going to Brownsville.
2: Of course that's not the that's not the purpose. The purpose is never to fix the problem. The purpose is is never to come up with solutions. It's never about moving forward. It's never about making America great again. It's about destruction. It is about breaking you. It is about flooding the land. It is about forcing you to live in physical and fiscal insecurity. It is about welcoming a new idea not of exceptionalism, not of being extraordinary, not of reaching for the stars and dreaming. And if you believe you will achieve, which is something I drill into my kids every day, it is about mediocrity. And don't expect more. Audio soundbite number three.
1: And that's the exact opposite of what President Trump is doing. He's coming right here to Eagle Pass. He's going to see exactly um, what has been done to secure this particular area, so then he can expand upon that when he gets back in the White House. That's exactly what policymakers should do. That's what people that govern should do. They should look at the areas that are trouble spots so that they can uh, use what has worked and expand upon that. Biden just isn't going
2: to do that. Biden wants to blame Donald Trump. All they have is blame Donald Trump. Do whatever you can about Donald Trump. Now, this is the interesting part, because if you go back to September of 2021, we've got this really intriguing audio soundbite of MSNBC's Nicole Wallace with Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas boasting that they have unraveled most of Donald Trump's immigration policies in just eight short months in office. Listen. And I'd like to understand from you what Trump era immigration policies have been banned, ended, reversed, and if any investigations are underway by you.
1: Uh, so we have rescinded so many uh, Trump immigration policies. It would take so much time to list them.
2: Boasting. We have dismantled everything that was working. Don't remember that. And they also don't want you to remember this nasty fact that Americans are being injured every day, not just Lake and Riley, not just little children who are killed by drunk drivers, not just women who are raped or teenagers who are trafficked. You're going to hear John Kirby, this is just a few weeks ago, saying, you know what? All these people who say that that we're not vetting these migrants, they're wrong. Well, then you're going to hear the reality of the results of this Biden administration go.
1: This idea that just there's no vetting and there's no... Proper immigration enforcement going on at the border just does not does not comport with reality. But many of the tragic consequences are still being felt of many who have illegally crossed and were released into the U.S. Nothing more prominent now than the tragic murder of Lakin Riley, that University of Georgia nursing student killed at the hands of uh, Jose Ibarra, the Venezuelan who crossed in El Paso in 2022 and was released. But that's not the only isolated case. We're learning now about many more. I can show. Show you a full screen of this Salvadoran migrant, illegally present according to ICE. His name is Nilson Granados Trejo, accused of murdering, killing a tragic death of a two-year-old infant. And that doesn't stop in Maryland there. Go down to Louisiana, in Kenner, Louisiana, a Honduran migrant accused of raping at knife point a
2: 14-year-old teenage girl. And remember... When these people are arrested we're watching as the sheriff's deputies and others scrub their race and make them white. Why would that be? Quick time out. We're back with more. So it's it's fun to watch The hysteria, the blame Trump, the point fingers, the twisting in knots, in pretzels to avoid any kind of culpability in this new America of no responsibility. I mean, if you're a young person and you've got nothing else going on and you've been groomed to believe that that uh, the the world owes you something and it's okay to be malignant and destroy property, go on out. Don't take responsibility. There's going to be somebody who bails you out. That's what's been going on. We need a lot of parents to, to step forward. A lot of kids need to be slapped, proverbially, if you will. Right? No, you will not. No, no, that is not acceptable. We do not do that in a civilized country. And if you don't like that, y'all can pack up your bags and you can get the hell out. We're cool with that. Beat it. And by the way, you can take all of the sniveling celebrities who clutched their pearls when Donald Trump won in 2016 who said they were going to move to Canada. Go on. Go on. I cannot wait. This uh, rogue justice, liberty and justice for all, this idea. I, 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 I don't understand these rogue judges but they are doing damage to the idea of justice. The same way Tony Fauci and Deborah Birx and, and all these Francis Collins and Peter Dasick and all these other losers who, who, who lied to us, I mean, for years, have, have irreparably, irreparably damaged our faith in medicine. Or science. I mean, if the CDC puts something out, do you guys believe it? Are you like, oh, did you see that? Or are you like, really? We know what you're all about. Because that's what I see. Irreparable harm. So so what is your takeaway from this headline from the Daily Caller? Trump removed from the Illinois ballot. They, They are so, they are so afraid. And then I hope it happens. I, I hope this, this dream sequence that I fantasize about privately when I'm alone, I hope, it comes, I hope it comes true. That all of a sudden one day in the not so distant future, there will be a loop of proof of the people who have lied to us and the evidence proving the lies and it will, it will delve into every sector that has become corrupted. And it will tell the true story. And everybody will be forced to watch it. There will be no other programming. There will be nothing else to access on your phone. There will be no other programming on the radio. It is it. And it will run loop to loop until you see it and you know it and you understand it. Now, whether that ever happens, at least what I can do in this small capacity with a microphone and a heart that pumps for this country is to tell you these stories. Illinois judge, an Illinois judge has taken upon herself to remove Donald Trump from the state's ballot, basing or it's a guy, I beg your pardon, basing his ruling on the 14th Amendment's, quote, insurrectionist ban according to court documents. It's all they have. It's all they have. He started an insurrection. Everything is racist. Right? Desperate. Because somewhere, possibly many cases in many places, there is a, a binder, maybe 10 inches thick, that has all of the secrets that Trump tried to declassify and make public. And they know if they don't stop him before November 5th, that fantasized video loop is likely to come true. Quickly, Cook County Democratic Judge Tracy Porter removed Trump from the state's ballot before the upcoming GOP primary scheduled for March 19th. And Porter based the decision on the 14th Amendment's insurrection ban, prohibiting elected officials from holding office if they've committed an insurrection. Do you think a judge should know that if that is to be used as the reason to remove Donald Trump from the ballot, they have not met the requirement that he be charged with and convicted of insurrection? And neither of those two predicates happened that a judge at any level should decide to trample law for a desired political end should scare the everlasting lover liver out of all of us or the lover. When we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio Program, when justice is punitive and spiteful and retaliative, you are in Joe Biden's USA. Wait until you hear this. Welcome back to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. You know, this whole insurrection thing this Illinois judge has decided to do in Cook County. By saying based on this insurrection clause, Donald Trump is not going to be on the ballot. It's preposterous. It's idiotic. It's been disproven. Um, But that does not stop crazy and chaos from continuing. And so in order to continue this notion as the last gasp effort, look, they've tried to nail everything at this guy. All of these charges, 19 women. 19 women have come forward saying that Donald Trump sexually assaulted them and nothing is stuck. The judge in the case with E. Jean Carroll ruled he didn't touch her, but hated him anyway. And so found him guilty, right? If that's not working, if you cannot damage him, if in fact the reverse is going on and his popularity is growing, you get real desperate and you will go after surrogates as the collateral damage and that is what's going on it's been three years since january 6 ladies and gentlemen it's been three years since that election has everybody moved on i have i reserve the right to have questions I don't believe anything that these people tell us. I don't believe 2020 was not it was either safe or secure. I don't believe January 6th was even remotely what they want us to believe. And all of the evidence proves to us that we are correct. The same way all of the evidence proved to proves to us that we are correct. That Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and their Biden crime family syndicate sold access and influence and got rich off of it. Period. End of story. You can you can sit there, you can spin it, you can try to create other allegations against other people you can point fingers you can smoke screen you can blame donald trump you can do all of that and it does not change the idea that we all know the truth because we've been lied to too many times but this is particularly dirty and this just shows you the spitefulness of the department of justice this is the spitefulness of a vacuous and malignant merrick garland and if Mitch McConnell did one of anything right, it's to say hell's no to him as a Supreme Court nominee. Maybe that's the only reason he was valuable. OK. But this headline from Blaze Media. Blaze News investigative writer Steve Baker says FBI wants him to self-surrender Friday in Dallas over his January 6th reporting. Wait, What? blaze news investigative journalist steve baker said the fbi wants him to self-surrender to the agency friday morning in dallas over his january 6 reporting three years ago really baker told blaze news he's been instructed to turn himself in at the agency's field office at 7 a.m wearing shorts and sandals Which he said signals that the plan likely is to go for humiliation and place him in an orange jumpsuit, handcuff him and do the prisoner transport routine. I want to take a shower just freaking reading that. This is not gamesmanship, ladies and gentlemen in America. To the left, it is. It is out for blood. We don't care. We will destroy anybody in our path. Liberty and justice for all doesn't exist in Joe Biden's America. He added, this is the reporter, Mr. Baker, that he's been after he's taken to the Dallas courthouse, he'll appear at a 10 a.m. hearing before a federal magistrate. They didn't have to go this route, he told Blaze News. We've been told that my charges are only misdemeanors and my attorneys have been assured that this will be an in and out affair with no intention to detain me. But rather than issuing a simple order to appear, they went the arrest warrant route. This is no different than sending in SWAT members, FBI hot, long guns, shields, armored vehicles, bulletproof vests to knock on a father of seven's door and drag him in it's optics it's for the photo op It's what it is it's disgusting what's more baker says he still does not know what the charges are against him <laughs> what the hell am i being accused of that you expect me to go and surrender to you for what did i do well you're on a need to know basis and sadly that need is not yours really really What's more, Baker says he still does not know what the charges are against him, noting to Blaze News that the powers won't, that B won't tell his attorneys about the charges because they believe Baker will post them on social media. So you know what you're doing is wrong. You don't want them to be exposed in advance. You want an aha, trappy moment, kind of like January 6th. So weird, isn't it? Baker's Dallas attorney, a guy named James Bright, added to Blaze News that withholding the nature of the charges against his client is really unusual. Is it? Bright also says he's hoping to get a copy of the complaint against Baker as early as tomorrow morning. Guy still doesn't know (laughs) what's going on, why they want him, but we do know certain things which kind of fill in some of the holes here. This is Baker speaking. This is the journalist for Blaze Media. Conservative news outlet. This is Glenn Beck's outlet. This guy, Baker, was doing stories. He reported on January 6th. DOJ doesn't like his coverage, and so now they're coming to take him out. Quote, We do not know if there will be pretrial travel restrictions, although that's been the norm for J6 defendants, even for misdemeanor defendants, Baker said. It's also been universal that no J6ers are allowed to travel to Washington, D.C., which for obvious reasons will have a deleterious effect on my work. We also don't know if there will be any other accompanying restrictions or orders. Gag order from talking about my case. No social media. Limited social media. Order to surrender devices and or firearms. All unknown. Hey, they can do whatever the hell they want. They've been doing it for years. The attorney in the case, Bright, told Blaze News that he's disturbed about what's transpiring with his client. I'd say so, especially given that Baker has been, quote, in full compliance all this time. He said the federal government, three plus years it's taken them, three plus years going after people who were legitimate functioning journalists that day. It's going to have an absolute chilling effect. Baker said this, I am not a depressive person but I'm not happy about this. I've prayed, Lord, let this cup pass from me. But apparently it's not going to. However, he said, it will be a relief to get the first step over with. Now, this is very interesting. These charges hanging over him for years. So what's the background here? Well, apparently... Baker announced in December that the FBI said the U.S. Department of Justice would be charging him for his January 6th reporting. But two days later noted that the FBI said his self-surrender was going to be postponed until after Christmas. It's been a waiting game ever since. Last month, attorneys representing Baker told Blaze News that the U.S. Department of Justice may be orchestrating a retaliation against Baker over his January 6th reporting. This is not liberty and justice for all. This is, don't you dare freaking tell the truth. Don't tell me what a threat to democracy anybody else is. Your democracy is gone. Steve's actions on January 6th have been known to the Department of Justice for three years. But it's only now, after Steve has broken two major stories, greatly embarrassing to the DOJ, that he's possibly being targeted for arrest and possibly felony prosecution. Any action taken to put him in handcuffs, hold him in custody, and have him transported to court by federal law enforcement will be nothing other than retaliation for his recent reporting. This is no surprise. This is what they did to January Sixers. This is what they did to Matt Perna. We're going to drag out your case. We're going to bog you down. We're going to absolutely blanket you in unaffordable litigation. We are going to sully your name to your neighbors. We're going to drop information to the press. And if they don't report on it, they know damn well what's coming their way next. It is the weaponization of the federal government against the people. Every single day. And Hunter Biden wants to get up and he wants to drop lines like this before House Oversight as he lies through his teeth about the obvious Biden crime family syndicate and Joe Biden's role in it, using words like partisan political pursuit, MAGA motivated conspiracies and a partisan house of cards, frantic search to prove lies. This is exactly what the DOJ is doing against this gentleman who is a journalist for a conservative news outlet. Chilling effect, Sending a message. And you know a lot of us on the right have been impacted by it. We haven't stood up. And we haven't spoken out. And we haven't pushed back. And we haven't spoken to people in our orbits and we haven't pushed back on their narratives of ill-educated nonsense and propaganda and said, do you have any idea what you're talking about? Because I know that what you're spewing is bullcrap. And if you want to get into the facts of it and leave your emotions at the door, I'm happy to go. Let's roll. But the chilling effect has had its has had its purpose don't be afraid anymore they can't come after all of us they can't destroy every amos miller out there they can't take on every mark howe or every scott smith whose daughter was raped in the bathroom at school they want to but they can't you need to know about these cases because they continue to this day Americans' rights, their liberty and their justice for all is being stolen. When we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program, let's talk about this mid-Vermont Christian school. Remember that? The coach who pulled out his girls' basketball team because they were supposed to go up against a team with a transgender student? I love this. You need it. Next. It's one of those, it's one of those stories that when I see video on my social media news feed, I'm scrolling up, I go right past it. It's video that shows men, boys pretending to be girls and playing against girls and hurting girls. And it, it's sort of like watching video of a bad guy creeping up against somebody and then smashing him in the back of the head with a brick. I, I can't, I, I, I just can't. And I have to go past them. Because it's, it's everything that is so stupid and wrong, and everybody knows it. And yet only a, a, a rare few, sometimes it's only one, who stands up and says, no, no more, I'm done. Uh, I'm not playing by your game. I don't believe in your rules. There is nothing that you can threaten me with which will encourage me to violate my values I'm not going to change who I am or the the fabric of who I am that was based on my life growing up. I was taught to be better. I'm always intrigued, though, by these small voices who don't do big things because they want a spotlight. They just do big things because they're the right things to do. So that's going to take us to Vermont, this mid-Vermont Christian school. And you'll remember the story because the coach was like, Look, I... We're gonna pull out. We're, we're not gonna go. We're not gonna. We're to forfeit this game. We've got a, a transgender player on the opposing team. Um, we're we're just gonna forfeit this game. We're, I'm not interested in my players getting injured. Um, you whatever. This is what it is. And then the liberal chaos in Vermont broke free. So here's a story, Breitbart. The Vermont high school, and you're gonna hear this coach, and I and I think that's what's the relevant point here. So hang tight with me just for a second. The Vermont high school girls basketball coach who forfeited a game when he discovered that a male playing as a girl was on the opposing team is defending his actions even after being banned from coaching by the left wing state's education officials. Chris Goodwin, who's the coach of the mid Vermont Christian school girls basketball team appeared on the February 26th broadcast of a program to speak of his experience and defend his decision not to play against a transgender opponent. It is not complicated. This is cut and dry. It is right versus wrong. It is north is still north. I'm not going to put my girls up to play against a boy. Because boys are stronger and faster and everybody freaking knows it. Audio soundbite number one. Here is Chris Goodwin. He is the the coach and he's going to talk to you about his decision and the fallout that ensued when he decided to, with the, the team, the parents, and the players in agreement, decided to yank the team from playing against this trans player. Go.
0: In the middle of the season last year, we were informed by uh, other coaches and other players in the league that there was a, a male athlete playing for another team in our division. Now, they, this other team was not on our schedule during the year, uh, but we did see that there was a possibility that we might end up playing them in the playoffs and being seated against them. And as the season did come to an end, that is uh, that was the scenario that worked itself out. So. After discussions with the administration and our players and parents, we decided that instead of going against our religious beliefs that, you know, there are differences between male and female, we are created differently. We decided to forfeit that game and uh, withdraw from the tournament. And at that point, the state of Vermont governing body kicked us out of all athletic competitions in the state.
2: There you go. There you go. That is called punitive Biden's punitive America. The governing body, uh, the Vermont Principals Association of Suck, banned Mid-Vermont from all athletic events after Goodwin's forfeiture, claiming that the school violated state laws. That allow male-born kids to play on any school girls' team. The governing body published a statement saying that Mid Vermont has every right to teach its belief to its own students, but cannot, however, impose those beliefs on students from other public and private schools, deny students from other schools the opportunity to play, or hurt students from other schools because of who those students are. It is emotion-based. It is dripping with liberal suck. It's exactly what you get when you don't pay attention to who the people are running for various positions. It begins at the local level. And this is coach Chris Goodwin better underscoring why he is not. He's not changing his ideas. He will not change his views. He is who he is, period. And he's got four four very special reasons why.
0: I've got four daughters. I've coached them all at one point. Uh, in their careers playing high school basketball. I've also filled in for the boys coach when he can't make a practice and I've run those practices. And boys just play at a different speed, yeah. a different force you know, than the girls play at. It's a different game. Um, so, so I would never bring my girls to a boys practice or, or have the boys come into our practice and say to them, hey, we're gonna scrimmage today. We're gonna go game speed because it is just asking for an injury and, and it'd be irresponsible on my part to put my girls and my daughter on the court uh, to play against male athletes.
2: It is refreshing. And that is why we chose to end the show with this particular story. His battle is not over. His clarity is undeniable. And it is refreshing. And it touches that person in each of us and encourages us. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the fallout, you be you, you be you to the best of your ability because at the end of the day, nobody can take that from you. And these men and these women, some powerful leaders, some quiet leaders behind the scenes are showing everybody how it's done. It's not complicated to stand up for what you believe in and to see what is at stake in this country if we don't. I'm Wendy Bell. I want to thank you guys for being here day after day. We so enjoy spending these three hours with you. Hey, next time, grab a friend. Grab a friend and come back. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Love you. Peace.